How you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello. In this week's episode, I want to talk about why you might not want to listen to this episode. So there's a lot of advice, isn't there? There's a lot of advice out there. And there's a lot of information available. And then there's you and what you need. And I think there can often be overload, overwhelm from too much listening to external things. Even this brilliant, lovely podcast of which, of course, I want you to listen to this episode. But what I mean by listen is if every time you listen to what somebody else has to say, you're hoping to be rescued, you're looking for the solution for you, which we all do, right? Because we all Google, oh, how do I solve this problem? And we listen to podcasts because we feel inspired or we like the story or sometimes we just like the sound of the person's voice. They make us feel better. But we are looking for something from that. And the thing is, the biggest thing we can do is listen to ourselves. But we're not taught to do this. We're taught to listen to external instructions from a really, really young age. We're taught very early on that we need to listen up, we need to pay attention to what somebody bigger and more powerful than us has to say about how we should be behaving. And that's okay when it's for keeping us safe and socialising us as, as, you know, small humans. But something goes really, really wrong, particularly in the West, where we become disconnected from our own internal navigation system. So yes, listen, listen to this episode, listen to whatever you want to, but remember to listen to yourself first. So this episode is all about how to reconnect your internal navigation system so that when you listen to the next episode or previous episodes or anything at all you want to listen to, you're doing so with a difference. You're doing so with a, I know who I am, I know what's right for me. I'm I'm able to feel what resonates because we say that a lot, don't we? What resonates with me? It actually it really does mean what does it feel like in in my body? What does it feel like in my heart? That's what it means to me. To me, does it resonate? Does it feel right for you? And always checking in with yourself, always listening, deep listening, is so powerful. We know this because if anybody ever listens to us, really, really listens, really holds space, we feel amazing. You can do that for yourself. And when you do, it changes your life. And that's what I'm about. So overwhelm, stuck in your head, disconnected from your internal navigation system. Listening to every external bit of advice, searching outside of ourselves for an answer or inspiration, or energy, or happiness, but often an answer. So let's just tune in and listen, because we haven't done, I haven't really taught a lot of neutral noticing, which is my really fast, tiny, huge practice for getting you in touch with your own navigation system. So let's just, let's just do that. So you can't do this if you're driving, because it's not, it's just not a good idea to go internal when you need to be aware of the external. But otherwise, I invite you to 
pause for a moment. And if you want to, you can sit, but it doesn't matter. I'm all about just do it rather than get into this very particular strict position. Yes, yeah, too much. Let's just do this. So closing your eyes if it feels nice to do so and it's appropriate to do so just because it's easier. And then sending all of your awareness down to your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your feet on the ground. Really get curious about the physical sensations of your feet on the ground. Maybe wiggling your toes or pushing one foot a little bit more into the ground and then the other one. Whatever you can do to help keep your attention in your body. Feel your feet on the ground. And then placing your awareness in your belly. Just notice physical sensations in the centre of your body, in your belly. And then allow the belly to soften if it wants to. So this is you holding space for this part of your body, listening. What does my belly want to do? Does it want to soften? And if it does, it will. And if it doesn't, it won't. So you're not trying to relax. You're not trying to achieve anything. Just for a few moments of, of your day, don't achieve anything. Just listen to your body. Feet on the ground. Softening belly or not. Maybe allowing your shoulders to move away from your ears if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. Just notice. Notice that too. Feet on the ground. Softening belly or not. Shoulders moving away from your ears or not. And notice. Notice how you feel in this moment. And however you feel is however you feel. Just be with that for a moment. Curiously, kindly, listening. So when I mean listening to the body, I mean just noticing physical sensations in the body. Then you tend to get interference, either pulls on your attention from external distractions, which you can just notice and then return to the body, knowing that each time you get distracted and come back, you're strengthening the ability to control your attention. And then there's another layer of noticing. What's your mind up to? So it's quite difficult to listen without the mind adding its little kind of conversation, its little narration. Oh, there's something wrong with my knee. Oh, what's that strange sensation in my belly? Oh, my shoulders are really tight. I really shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, I've got this problem. It needs to be solved now. So just notice whatever's going on. And then check to see if it's neutral. This is tricky because your mind doesn't tend to be neutral. Imagine if your narration in your head all day was, oh, that's interesting. That person's obviously rather excited or, or angry today, but it doesn't affect me. Imagine going through your day, not being pulled and swayed by every up and down bit of drama. Imagine that you were able to observe neutrally. 
How much power would that give you? Tons. So let's practice neutral noticing. So I'm going to go through those three sections of the body again. Feet, belly, shoulder, the space between the shoulders and the ears. Because <clears throat> it's useful and it works. But this time, really keep it neutral. So the best way to keep it neutral is to notice what the mind's doing. So the mind tends to weigh in with judgments and labels and stories and distract you on a little story of a loop of doom about how you now you need to be doing booking chiropractor appointments and all sorts of stuff. And then just keep returning to the body and keep it neutral. So you're looking for physical sensations and just noticing the sensations. Ready? Sending all your awareness down to your feet. Feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften or not. Allow your shoulders to move away from your ears if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. Just notice. Notice all the sensations in your body. Notice the ones that your mind is labelling as problems to be solved. And notice ones that are kind of actually quite nice. Nice to pause maybe. And then just notice all of the physical sensations as if they were the same, as if they were just neutral. So they're just sensations. They're neither good nor bad. They don't need solving or changing. They don't need to be craved. They're just physical sensations in the body. So you're literally just listening without reacting. Just like a really good friend would do for you when you need to offload. So feel your feet on the ground. Allow your belly to soften or not. Allow your shoulders to move away from your ears if they want to. And if they don't, that's okay. Just notice that too. Feet on the ground, softening belly. Shoulders maybe moving away from the ears, maybe not. And don't try to achieve anything. Don't try to change anything. Don't even try to relax. Don't try to shut your mind down. Just get curious. Physical sensations in the body. Good, bad, all the same. Just, they're just there. And you're observing them. And your mind will keep getting involved. And you can thank your mind for weighing in with its helpful suggestions. Because it just wants to keep you safe. Safe, but not necessarily happy. And if you want to choose happiness, you're going to have to learn to kind of politely and gratefully ignore the mind when it's going into high alert or boring loops of doom, nagging stuff to do. Right now, just for a tiny bit longer, all you're doing is practicing neutral noticing. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and pause again. Just notice. Notice if you feel slightly different or the same. If you feel irritated, if you feel calm, if you feel like that was interesting. Just notice for a moment.
and then you can go about your day. Now, neutral noticing is powerful. It's quite funny, though, because I use it all the time. So it's changed how I move through my day. I stay connected to my body. I'm listening to my body, but I'm still perfectly capable of going, I'll just get this done, even though I really need to go and get a drink. Oh, I'm really hungry. Now I'll just get this done. So I'm really aware that my mind is still overriding the signals from my body. Now, this isn't good or bad. This just is. And I mean, partly we have to, don't we? When we're growing up, we have to learn when it's appropriate to, you know, pee, <laughs> where we pee. And we can't all necessarily just start eating whenever we want to. But in general, this constant living from the mind is making us unhappy. And if it's making you unhappy, if you tend to get stuck in your head and really overwhelmed and, and not able to navigate your day in a way that works for you, then tapping into the body and listening to the body even without having to respond. And this is really important. So neutral noticing isn't listening to the body and then responding. Neutral noticing is noticing completely neutral, neutrally what's going on for you in your body, physical sensations, in your heart. Now, yes, the heart's part of the body, but the heart has a special intelligence, special stuff to tell us, ton of neurons to help you. And we know this because when we hug, we're kind of heart to heart. And when we talk to somebody we love, it fills our heart. So the heart has lots to, to tell us. We didn't do that in, in that neutral noticing practice. We just went with the body because that was just a really basic neutral noticing practice. And then you can start to also neutral noticing helps you control the mind. Now, when I mean control, I don't mean you're trying to stop the mind because there's no need. So and also it's really helpful to be able to do this in chaos. So if you can sit with yourself for one minute and notice that your mind keeps putting your attention, making it really, really hard. And over and over again, you have to keep returning to the physical sensations in your feet. And it's like, God, this is irritating. That's really good. Why is that good? Because each time you choose to say, OK, mind, you're pretty busy right now, but I don't want to listen to you because I'm just going to tune in and listen to my body. Each time you do that over and over again, you get better at doing it. And when you get better at doing this, you get better at ignoring external distractions and things that aren't meant for you. You get better at saying yes to the things that are for you and no for the things that aren't. Now, obviously, this takes time, but literally a few minutes a day can change your life. I, how do I know this? Well, it's changed my life, but I work with clients. And I had a client the other day who suddenly said to me, I don't use your audios. I mean, I, she uses the audios if she wants to work on very something very specific. She might choose to do that because it strengthens the work. It makes it easier and more effective temporarily. But she doesn't use um, just a basic neutral noticing one anymore because she's doing it all the time. And what was really exciting for me was when she said, I'm able to observe my mind. I can see what's going on. And it's that. That's what you get from mindfulness meditation. But the problem with mindfulness meditation, in my opinion, is that sometimes it, it feels like a special thing to do. And when it becomes a special thing to do, now and this sounds a bit weird because I'm neutral noticing is a special thing to do, but the problem bear with me here. I'm making an argument for my case for neutral noticing. Um Mindfulness meditation is brilliant and it's really helpful. It's a really ancient practice, but it's been adopted in the West to solve problems. And this in itself is the problem. So although it's brilliant and really effective, 
if it becomes something to solve a problem or if it becomes something that you've got to learn how to do because it's difficult or you need to go on a course or you need to set aside an enormous amount of time, like half an hour every morning is is actually a lot of time for a lot of people, then it can get it can become difficult and it's not difficult. I really strongly believe that the meditative state, the ability to observe our mind is a natural human state. I, I, I believe that with every part of my being and it makes me angry in a really good way when people think they can't meditate, they haven't got time to meditate, they need to learn to meditate. And the problem I have is that because meditation has become very popular, it becomes a thing that you get good at. So it's like, oh, I meditate. So I become good at meditating. And to me, the idea is not to become good at meditating. The idea is to become good at living. And so neutral noticing is a meditative kind of thing. But it's a basically it's a self-awareness practice which is really powerful because it has very specific things that you're doing. So it's doing, is it doing more than meditation? I don't know. I don't really care. This isn't a competition. This is, does this help you? Because I know so many people who they need the benefits of meditation, the ability to be with themselves with compassion and love, the ability to observe their mind and not get caught up in the drama of their thoughts like pretty much everyone needs that right apart from the people who've already got it the zen masters and zen monks and people who are regular meditators who aren't just i know regular meditators who don't have that i think that's my point because they become it's very easy to get caught up in that i need to meditate and then you get into the habit of you know getting up early sitting on a cushion and practicing meditation but it doesn't necessarily follow into the rest of your life And that's sad because that's such a missed opportunity. And I know I had this problem myself, which I'm now, right in this instance, realising how grateful I am. So I've always been slightly ashamed of my, what I'd call kind of like bad meditation practice. So I first came across meditation in my early 20s. And then I've had this kind of on-off relationship with it. And then when I was really, really stressed, of course, I turned back to upping my meditation practice because I wanted what I know from all the research and all my reading at the time I wanted what it would give me but I couldn't get it and that's really interesting the language I'm using I'm trying to get something out of something it's not like that it's just not that damn hard and it annoys me you don't need a cushion you don't need an alarm you don't need anything (laughs) you just need to pause and take your attention into your body and notice completely neutrally how you're feeling. When you do it neutrally, you drop the judgment. You drop the mind controlling your life. Because neutrality, this lovely, lovely, ah, that's interesting, is so powerful. So powerful. And that's why I teach neutral noticing and not meditation anymore. I don't teach mindfulness. I don't teach meditation. I teach neutral noticing. And I provide audios for very specific parts of somebody's life to get their life back. And then I provide them with deep journaling questions attached to that. 
Why? Because when you neutral notice, when you use the power of neutral noticing and you apply it to a part of your life that's becoming an issue, like a pattern that you want to break, it's really powerful because you do it without pushing and trying really hard. You're not trying to get something. You're allowing something to shift on its own by paying attention. And the very act of neutral noticing does the opposite of what gets my clients and what got myself to that place where we felt like we were about to break, where we were surfing with what I called at the time this verge of breakdown. Not actually going to break, not a serious mental health issue. For me, I tried to get some help in terms of counselling or some sort of therapy. It wasn't what I needed. I mean, even the therapist says you you don't need this. What I needed was somebody to show me how to live my life my way. So I guess what I've done <laughs> is create what I needed then. And that's my joy. That's my joy to come out of my pain. But it's all based on neutral noticing because it works, because it's simple, because it doesn't require effort. It just requires you paying attention to yourself and then making sure you're not getting caught up in the mind's judgments, neutral noticing. So why is this a tiny, huge, life-changing practice? Because when you learn to listen to yourself, when you do so with the love of a best friend, when you treat yourself with compassion, with deep self-kindness, with deep self-acceptance, even for one minute, you change your life. So it's a tiny, huge practice because it's one minute. It can, And then it becomes less than one minute. So the reason I'm saying one minute at the moment is because I've created the free one minute mark audio, which you can get. I'll put the link in the show notes where you can go to my website um, because it only takes a minute. It literally only takes a moment. We, we live our lives moment by moment. There isn't anything else. There is only this moment. And, and when you choose to be in the moment with yourself, with love and acceptance, that changes everything. So you don't need to get up at 5am and sit on a cushion. If you want to do that, then you've got this. I don't know why you're listening to me. You don't need me. But lots of people do. Lots of people need exactly what I'm saying. And I am determined to find them. Determined. So please, please, please share this podcast episode with the people in your life who need to hear this, who need to know that it doesn't take enormous effort to get your life back from this constant overwhelming distractions of mainly our own minds because they're so easily distracted by every warning sign. And let's be honest, our society right now is full of fear and anxiety, partly because the government's chosen to use that to control us for the greater good of controlling coronavirus, whether you agree or disagree, that's what it's chosen to do. And it has incited fear and anxiety everywhere. And <laughs> that's not great. So to protect yourself from that, you can use neutral noticing because you can observe the fear and anxiety. You can observe when you see um, posters and advertising, which which is designed to create fear and anxiety to control your behaviour. You can notice how that is affecting you and then you can choose 
what to do about it because you know once you notice stuff noticing is really powerful because you have more information when you are very busy and you see it's not just government messages about coronavirus is it it's manipulative marketing messages you know have you got insurance for this and this and this and this you need like insurance just to like get out of your beds now it's constant there is constant fear and anxiety there's constant warning and these warnings from an evolutionary point of view just set off your high alert system and they're designed to do that because they've studied how to make that happen and that's not fair so that's happening all the time it's happening in social media emails you know everything and this adds to your overwhelm because it's just high alert high alert high alert but most of these things aren't high alert. They're not as important as they feel. And being able to notice what's going on in your body when you read something that's designed to set off your nervous system into high alert, that enables you to get your life back. And that's really important that you have choice. You can choose to be happy. You can choose what you read, what you listen to, whether you listen to the news or whatever you decide to do, notice what makes you happy. Notice what allows you to live as yourself and honour who you are and look after yourself and your family and be happy and do good in the world and spread the opposite of fear and anxiety. Spread love, kindness, compassion, fun, joy, laughter, connection. So I hope that was helpful. So the tiny, huge, life-changing practice for you this week is the one-minute mark neutral nosing audio. So you can either just make it up from what we did earlier, or I highly recommend, obviously, signing up for my unexpectedly lovely mailing list and getting hold of the one-minute mark and using it in a way that works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. Give it to somebody else. But I think it's worth giving a go. Only one minute. The best thing to do actually is do try and do one minute on the hour every hour. Why? I don't know. But when I used to say, oh, you're really, really busy, just do it one minute a day, didn't happen. But when I say to clients, schedule it for one minute on the hour every hour, they do it at least three times a day. And then it becomes like, oh, it doesn't take any time. I'll do it some more. It's really interesting, isn't it? So get hold of it. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, give it to everybody you know. And let's get people feeling better, feeling happy, smiling at each other. And let's make us all happier. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.